ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back on the air. And now your host, Max McGuire. Welcome back. Second hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Hit that share button if you haven't already. Give us that thumbs up. Comment, comment, comment. And if you have lemons to give, we will gladly accept them and we'll give you them back as soon as that lemon chest over at DLive fills up. First hour talking about this disgusting news that the drone pilot, that there was a a predator drone pilot, an armed predator, because not every predator is armed. Some of them are just for surveillance, but an actual armed predator had a lock on the terrorist that was going to blow up the gate at the Kabul airport, the same gate that the Biden administration refused to evacuate, knowing that there was going to be an attack there. He had a shot. He had a lock on the target, asked for permission to fire, and he was denied. So instead, that armed predator drone just got to watch the worst terrorist attack against the U.S. forces that we've seen in years. 13 Americans dead, 170 plus civilians dead, among them potentially Americans we don't know yet, and over 150 wounded. They could have stopped it, but they didn't. Could have, could have stopped it, but they wouldn't. They just wouldn't. So again, our number, 888-441-1121, if you want to call in. I want to know what you think of this. I want to know if you think, and Mr. Bruce, if you can put the phone number up, that would be great. 888-441-1121. I want to know what you think about this news. I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. I, I really sincerely do. But it, it sure as hell rings true. It really, really does. Got to mention, if you put up my screen, Mr. Producer... While you're, I, I'll let you do that, and then we'll put up my screen. 888-441-1121. Put up my screen. We have a new store. We had an old store. It was okay, but we have a new store. So here's conservative-daily.com. Up here on the top bar, you'll see Joe's Depot. What's Joe's Depot? That's the store. Joe said, I want to name it Joe's Depot. He said, okay, that sounds cool. It's Joe's Depot. When you go to Joe's Depot, you're going to find the brand new Conservative Daily store. Much better than the old store we had where you're going to find all the apparel that you can wear to proudly support our organization, the podcast, and poke a little fun at the leftists. This is a new one. Didn't have this one before. I'll open this one up. Oh, can I? Yeah, here we go. Conservative Daily logo. Conserve Daily, your daily dose of sanity. That's pretty hot. See, check out all the different t-shirts. We're going to have all different apparel. We're going to have mugs, gears. going to have other products, too available so make sure you check that out and make sure you you add that to your bookmarks because this is going to grow pretty big and we're going to need your help to do it so again that is conservative-daily.com and then go to joe's depot at the top of the screen check out the new store all right let's take that down i am excited about that i am excited so 888-441-1121, our number, as I said, I want to hear from everyone, not just veterans this time. I just want to hear from everyone. What do you think? What do you think of this news? That the Biden administration, the DOD, had the ability to stop the attack and didn't. Is it worse than Benghazi? What should happen to these people? Call in and let me know, 888-441-1121. As I'm waiting for people to call in, there is the dam, as I said, is starting to break. And that dam, of course, I am, I'm talking about the quote-unquote conservatives, the Republicans, the establishment types who voted for Joe Biden, said he was better than Trump. It's starting to break. And the first one 
to fall publicly, Megan McCain put up image number seven. It's a tweet Megan McCain put out yesterday. She said, this is extremely difficult for me to say. I once thought I truly knew Joe Biden. He helped me through pain and grief for which I am grateful. This man on TV giving this speech, I don't recognize this man. God help our country. God help the Americans we have abandoned. So she says, uh, first of all, props to her for saying that. She says it wasn't easy to say. She's probably going to lose a lot of friends over that, which <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem important when you want to do the principal thing. But for a lot of people, the ability to continue to be invited to cocktail parties is actually a top priority of them in D.C. inside the Beltway. Like, kudos for doing the right thing. I don't know if I completely believe her. I mean, this is the thing. When you're willing to just sway whichever way the wind blows and you're willing to support a man like Joe Biden because you think it's politically advantageous, when you jump ship as soon as it becomes suicide to continue doing it, I don't know if I truly believe it because I don't. maybe she's telling the truth. But when you're when people are just willing to do whatever is politically advantageous to them, they're not trustworthy. Again, they're just the flag that continues to blow in the wind. But I'm wondering, is this it? Is this the moment? Because with Trump, the Democrats tried to make the moment every single time Trump did every, anything. They said, oh, do you see the mean tweet? Do you see he called someone a horse face? Yeah, you're going to jump off the Trump train yet? Like, no, actually, I don't want to pay high taxes. So as long as he, even if he's mean to someone with a horse face, I'm okay with that. I just don't want to pay high taxes. Oh, well, did you did you realize that uh, that uh, he had two scoops of ice cream and he only let his guests have one? Are you off the Trump train yet? No, actually, I'm not. I prefer if we didn't just let unvetted illegal aliens stream across the southern border. That's what the left did for four years. They tried to take every story, every possible thing they could twist and warp and put through the lens of anti-Trumpism, and they tried to get people off the Trump train. It worked in a lot of ways. I don't think that's why Joe Biden's president. We've well documented why we think Joe Biden is sitting in the Oval Office right now. But it did work on many Republicans, many conservatives, many moderates. The, the overwhelming coverage of Trump, his mean tweets, his Twitter, people just said enough. Enough. And they didn't vote for the man. I'm wondering whether this is that come to Jesus moment. Whether this is the moment where they realize, hey, I, I made a mistake. I probably shouldn't have shouldn't have given the nuclear football to the man with dementia. Probably shouldn't have trusted this man who, who doesn't even know what year it is to lead U.S. forces. I'm wondering whether this is going to be it. Or are they going to double down? Because we've seen that too. We've seen many people double down. And we saw Joe Biden double down. He claimed victory and then blamed Trump. So is it Trump's victory? Or was it bullshit when you said it was a success? Can't have it both ways. But even Joe Biden, even Joe Biden is trying to uh, double down on the nonsense. But I'm interested. It has to. It has to be soon. If this isn't it, what is? If if what Joe Biden just did in Afghanistan, if that doesn't break the dam and pu- and put a stop to this faux outrage, to this holier than thou, we know better than you, moderate conservatism moderate republicanism if this doesn't put into it i i truly don't know what will i don't know though i'm sure i'm sure there are people who are going to make excuses for something oh say oh trump was worse is he was he though was he no american had been killed in afghanistan for what 18 months was he really that much worse say that to the 
the grieving parents of the soldiers who died. Tell it to them. Tell them. Tell them that Trump was worse. <laughs> tell them that Trump was worse, and prepare for them to punch you in the face. Because that'll happen. It's just so sad. I, I. What do we do with these people? What do we do with these people? I, I asked the same question in 2016 of the conservatives who did everything in their power to stop Trump from winning. Now I get it. There are principled conservatives who have a, who a line in the sand. Says, they said, Trump, I can't get behind him because he does X, Y, and Z. I thought it was pretty stupid that there were people who literally drew a line in the sand over things like eminent domain. Yeah, I think eminent domain is BS. I do. But really, there were conservatives, conservatives who were going to give Hillary Clinton the presidency because they disagree with Donald Trump's position on local zoning and, and, and local property management, property policy. That seems like a stretch. Seems like a weird reason to, to put an evil socialist in the White House, but to each their own. But we had a question, like, what do we do? Uh, obviously, we can't just kick everyone out of the Republican Party. We had to have some element of bringing them in. We need a big tent if we had any chance of winning in the midterms. So we let a lot of these people in. The problem is they didn't see the error of their ways. And many of the same anti-Trump Republicans use the next two to four years to undermine Trump's administration. So what do you do now? I mean, those same people who spent four years undermining Trump then spent 2020 literally doing everything they could to make Joe Biden president. And now they say they're sorry. Listen, we, we, ultimately, we need them back in the tent for their votes. But are we really going to welcome them in? Like, do we let Meghan McCain back in? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I mean, she can do whatever she wants, right? She, no one's going to stop her from voting how she wants. If she wants to vote Republican again, she can do that. But I'm talking about, does she deserve a position inside of like Republican Party politics? Does she deserve a position within the RNC? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I don't think she deserves anything. But that she's going to try and weasel her way in. Because ultimately, a lot of this is about money. <laughs> Remember Scaramucci? Scaramucci was going to be Trump's guy. Scaramucci was going to be Trump's guy. Trump fired him. And Scaramucci, like that, became the most anti-Trump commentator on MSNBC and CNN. Why? Because he needed money. He left his lucrative job, went for, went to Trump. Trump embarrassed him because he made a mistake. He's out. So that was the guy that Trump was going to have as his guy. It was going to be Scaramucci. So the question is, did he always harbor those ill feelings or did, was that just an act to make money? Either way, they don't have any, they don't deserve to hold any of the levers of power or be anywhere near the back rooms where decisions are made. But that's what you're going to see. You're going to see all these little, these little backstabbers try and come crawling back. They won't support Trump. They won't do that. They, they won't do that. But they're going to try and weasel their way back in. Now, I, don't know, I don't know if we should let them. I, I mean, I, I don't think that Meghan McCain should be in charge of the Republican Party. Absolutely not. Right? It's like what happened with Paul Ryan. We don't need any more Paul Ryans. Get out of here. But they're going to try. They're absolutely going to try. 888-441-1121 is our number. A lot of trolls calling in today. So if you're trying to call in, just keep trying. And hopefully some of you can get through the troll calls. Don't you, don't you hate that? You just hate the troll callers. Like, oh man, 
this is the best part of their day. They don't have anything better to do. Is what it is. So if you if you want to call in and talk about this, feel free to do so. I want to touch on a couple of a bit of good news too, and then we're going to bring Jake on because we're going to talk about some of the the really bad economic indicators that we're seeing in the markets, which I think is also going to be something that wakes people up. The economic decline, things like consumer uh, sentiment. I'm going to bring him towards the end of the hour, but I wanted to talk about a couple of really good things that go into effect today in Texas. Lots of people don't know because we deserve. We deserve good news, don't we? I think so. I think we deserve to have a little bit of good news, even if we we take a, a quick break. We'll get back to Afghanistan, but a little bit of good news. If you go to my screen, Mr. Producer, excellent news from Texas. Texas is allowed to implement its six-week abortion ban. So Texas has a heartbeat bill that was going to affect today. New Texas laws, unless they're otherwise written, go into effect on September 1st. So there was a bill that was passed into law banning abortions after a baby's, I'm not going to call it a fetus, after an unborn baby's heartbeat can be detected on an ultrasound. That puts it around six, seven weeks, depending. Obviously, depending on on how far along the the mother is. That was challenged in court. It it wasn't, wasn't struck down. The challengers brought it all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court did not shut it down. So today, this law has gone into effect. It is illegal, unless something just came out from the Supreme Court now, it is illegal in Texas to perform an abortion on any unborn baby after six weeks. This is good news. Now, whether or not this will ultimately survive scrutiny, I don't know. There's a similar bill in other states um, that sets the date at 14 weeks. That's being challenged. I think it's Mississippi. They're trying to bring it to the Supreme Court. I don't know whether this ultimately suffices. I think it should. I think if we're willing to say that that the Mars rover, if it discovers a, a single cell of bacteria on Mars, that that constitutes life, I think it's pretty reasonable to say that a heartbeat inside of a mother's womb constitutes life too. I think if we're being completely honest, it's before the heartbeat. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's pretty firm Christian belief that baby is alive. It's a. Li- it's not like it's a different species. It is a living organism, a living child. But yeah, if, if a single bacteria cell on Mars is life, why isn't an unborn baby? And if the heartbeat, if, if a heartbeat going out, like a heart stopping, if that constitutes death, which is the medical definition of death, right? There's different kinds of death, but when the heart stops, that's generally the time of death. Why is it that when the heart starts, it's not the moment of life? Why isn't it considered life? So I applaud this law. I hope it stays in effect. I hope there's not there's no shenanigans. The other good part about this law is that it actually allows civilians, non-beneficiaries uh, of abortion, just anyone, to sue the abortion clinic. So you don't have to actually be harmed by the illegal abortion procedure to sue and punish the abortion clinic. My understanding is that anyone, anyone in Texas, if they learn about an illegal abortion, can sue for damages. And then they can seek up to 10 grand from the abortion clinic. I don't think they get it themselves. I think it just goes to some kind of fund. Who knows? But I haven't looked into that deeply. But I like that part. I think we need more laws like that because so many court cases get thrown out for lack of standing. I think that we should have more laws that give people standing for things like this because you don't have to just be harmed by abortion. Everyone's harmed by abortion. Everyone. We as a society are harmed by abortion, which is why it's incredible to hear 
the pundits now saying that this is going to harm the African-American community as if abortion wasn't already doing that. Come on. Come on. There's nothing worse for the African-American community than the death and the murder of entire generations of children. I mean, they have lost, the black community has likely lost its Einstein. I mean, whatever you want to call it, right? The, the poets, imagine how many people have been lost. It's, it's, it's immeasurable. And they say, oh no, this is a, this is going to harm the black community. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. That's good news. Other good news today in Texas, September 1st, you no longer need a permit to carry a concealed weapon the way God intended. So we have permitless concealed carry. You can still get your concealed carry permit. That's going to be useful for reciprocity in other states, though some states now will allow you to have reciprocity even if you don't have a permit, if you live somewhere that allows you to carry without. Those laws are coming. Um, so that's good news. Mr. Producer, I think you just typed amen in the comment section. <laughs> uh, I like that. So lots of good news from Texas. Lots of good news. I want to break this up a little bit just to... Uh, just, we, we deserve some good news, don't we? We really deserve some good news. Mr. Producer, any, any calls in, or are they all trolls today? You can turn on your all mic. All trolls, all trolls today so far. That's a shame. That's a shame, but it shows you that we're winning. <laughs> it shows you that uh, they wouldn't be doing trolls. this if they weren't. Yeah, they wouldn't be doing this if they weren't truly, truly afraid. So... We're we're a little bit before the second half of the hour, but why don't we uh why don't we we step aside from Afghanistan just because I, I don't know if I can keep talking about this without blowing up. I, I think I dropped three or four f bombs in the last hour. I don't even know. My eyesight went black <laughs> with rage. I don't really want to be put in that position again. And Max Jake stepped out. He'll be right back. Oh, he stepped out. This was his moment. He was called up to the big leagues. <laughs> he stepped out. We'll, we'll bring him on in a second. Um. Oh, it's the same deal, though. It's the same question. What is the tipping point? What is the tipping point? Because we've seen from Joe Biden the worst in every aspect. I was reading today that there's a there's a border detention facility that is at 760% capacity. Think about that. 760% capacity. That's how many people, that's how many children and illegal aliens they have shoved in this center. So many people, they can't feed them all. They don't have enough plates and silverware and food. So people are literally going hungry, illegal aliens. I don't like illegal immigration. I don't. But if you're going to detain these people, you got to feed them. You can't just let them starve. But there's so many, they can't actually feed them. Unbelievable. So while we wait for Jake to get back, I want to bring Patrick onto the, the, the show. Patrick is pissed off at Biden just the way we all are. Patrick, welcome to the show. Oh, do we got him? Uh, good to call you guys again. Can you hear me? Yeah, good to yeah, we hear you now. Good to talk to you again. Um, what what do you think of all this? First of all, what do you think of the news? And this is these are just reports, but the news that they had an armed predator drone locked onto the terror the suicide bomber. The pilot asked for permission to fire, and he was turned down, ordered to stand down, take his hands off the joystick. What do you think about that? Well. You know, I, I had to take I had to take a few days off of all this because I've just been so angry. But uh, Biden pulling that order, I, like I'm, I'm trying not to say anything that's going to get you guys taken off. No, it's, it's okay. Because okay. <laughs> I I just been I just been super angry. 
Um, how about this? How about this? Yeah, Josh, no, Mr. Producer, mark the time. Patrick, say whatever you want. <laughs> the fact that he did that just proves that he's a fucking dipshit, and he has no place in that fucking office. All right, I got that out. Sorry. All right, mark the time. Mark the time. The, he's going to be working <laughs> on the audio file for hours, but it's okay. No, listen, we, we got to get it out. It's not healthy to, to hold it in. It's not. And yeah. if it means we have to go explicit for one episode on Apple Podcasts, whatever, whatever, right? It's not healthy. And, you, and you're right. You're right. I mean, we're, I've run out of nice words to use for this man. I've run out. I've tried. Yeah. I've exhausted the, the, the thesaurus. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. I mean, how, how, how do you do that? How do you issue a stand down order? I mean, and we saw it from the leaked phone call transcript with Afghan President Ghani, where he said, that it was conditional. Continued uh, airstrikes, continued close air support was conditional. So you have to think that probably had exactly. a role. Had a, had a, a role in all of this. You couldn't do a worse job if you tried, and that's what I think it all comes down to. So yeah, I, I agree. Secondly, I don't. I don't know if the troops on the ground had any idea of potential suicide bombers in the area. When I was over there, we would kind of get information that they were, you know potential bombers in the area and, you know, things to keep our, you know, things to look out for. Uh, but when I was over there under Trump, I never had to worry about, you know, not having air support or not having a drone overhead, you know, even shit. I'll even say this, even under Obama. And when I was overseas under Obama, we had air support with us about 80, 80% of the time. So, yeah. I mean, we never had to worry about, you know, being abandoned by, those in the white house you know and then another thing like just the sheer rage i had watching biden receive the the fallen troops i've done i've done three two ramp ceremonies which is where when an american soldier dies you know the the unit that he was associated with will line up and they'll, they'll watch his body get loaded up onto the casket and i i mean i can't i'm sure other veterans know it's kind of hard to describe the feeling for uh, civilians, I'm sure they can understand in, in some as uh, aspect, but that, yeah. trying to trying to maintain your calm during a ramp brief or a ramp ceremony is one of the hardest things to do. You know, even if you don't know the guy, you're, there's not a, there's not one soldier that's like holding back tears the entire time. So when I when I was watching the the Marines coming back from Afghanistan, and he checks his fucking watch. This this is a dude that doesn't give a shit about anyone but himself, his family, and his close friends. And I, what what do we do? How do, how do we reach out to those in Congress? I mean, we can call them and write letters, but they don't they don't give a damn. How do we get this guy out? That's America looks so weak on the world stage. I got I you know I worked with people from Romania. I worked with people from the Czech Republic. I worked with people from Britain, and they're all laughing at us right now. I get messages from them, and they all say, "You guys look pretty damn weak right now. You guys need to do something." This this whole this yeah. whole presidency is just a disaster. It's been a disaster since the word go. And you know everything and, and, everything that we worked for for the last two hundred forty something years is, is gone in just a matter of what seven months, eight months. Yeah, no, I mean, weakness begets more violence, right? 
I mean, I showed it. I don't know if you watched the first hour. The Humvees have already reached Iran. The armored vehicles have already reached Iran. They're there. They put them on a truck. They brought them to Iran, mm -hmm. probably paid the Taliban for them. Now they're researching all of the vulnerabilities in the Humvees and the, and the MRAPs and all that to find the best place to blow it up to kill as many Americans as possible. That's happening right now. I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. this weakness is going to beget even more violence, even more countries trying to take advantage of us. I mean, I, I don't think it's measurable. I mean, we obviously we can measure in the lives lost, and that is terrible. It, it never should have happened. But generationally, yep. I don't know how you come back from this. I don't know. I don't know how any foreign country trusts us. I don't know how any any civilians in country, um, in theater, whatever, trust and work with us. I don't know who in their right mind signs up to join the army or the military under Biden right now. That seems like it's suicidal. Because, yeah, you, you said when you were over there, you had a good idea of when when there were risks and stuff. The U.S. military knew a bomb was going to be detonated at a specific date, at a specific time, at a specific gate. They knew it. And they still had soldiers there. They still had the crowds there. This is so much more than just Joe Biden is sleepy, that he can't put his sentences together. From up and down the whole chain of command, there are so many failures it has to be deliberate at some point it has to everyone can't fail like this and if they can what does that say for our military prowess we're not the most powerful military in the world if this is what a withdrawal looks like we're not well as i said before like the biggest the biggest driving factor of me getting out of the military was just how yeah. everything's a political circle everything's a political circle jerk the higher in rank you go I mean, not probably not so much on the enlisted side. I mean, on the enlisted side, you got you got guys who are just ready to do violence. But once you start getting to the ranks of major, lieutenant colonel, colonel, general, your your whole goal is you know pleasuring those in Congress and those in the Pentagon just to be able to move forward. And when you start, yeah, I always told myself never never focus on getting to the next rank but focus more on your men and making sure they're prepared because once you start focusing on who you need to impress to move forward you've lost sight of everything you're doing and it's at, and it's at that time that you should hang up the uniform you know and yeah I yeah mean, it, millie, it puts people at I, risk i've lost all faith and confidence in millie and yeah, it, I, it's I, disgusting I how everything's changed yeah, it, it, it's a shame. It didn't have to be this way. But also, it didn't just happen with Biden, right? It didn't just happen overnight that all of a sudden everyone in the Pentagon was suddenly woke. It didn't happen overnight. They, they couldn't have replaced all of those people in seven, eight months. Those people were already there and they were biding their time. Yeah, it was a slow growth. Right? They were already there. So, they're... I, Heads don't literally have to roll because I don't think we can just kill people in the Pentagon. But there, ha someone has to no, resign. Someone that. has to be fired. But someone has to, but like figuratively, the heads have to roll. It can't just be, oh, we did such a good job. Everyone gets a medal. I mean, no, heads oh, have yeah, to roll. There, there needs to be some inspector general out there that needs, just needs to, uh, he needs to just man up and start taking these people down like uh the united states marine corps lieutenant colonel um scheller that that's a guy that that's a guy that's willing to take responsibility and willing to demand yeah. action 
I mean, the dude's the dude's resigning his entire commission and losing everything yeah. just to demand accountability from those in the Pentagon. We need yeah. more. We need, you know, from former service member to current service members, we need more of you to stand up and do that kind of stuff. You need to demand accountability from your from your superiors. When I was a when I was a sergeant, if there was a if there was a cluster going on in my echelon or in my unit. It wasn't me or it wasn't my soldiers that had to answer for what happened. I would get called up in front of my first sergeant, sergeant major, my battalion commander. I would get called up in front of them, and I would have to be the one to answer that to that, even if it wasn't my fault. Even yeah. if it was, yeah, you, you, you know, get Private Joe Snuffy got bit by a rattlesnake or Private Joe Snuffy <laughs> crashed a $10 million vehicle. Sergeant, why did you it's allow that to happen? I had an answer yeah. for it. And you couldn't, you know, we need, and I, I was fine doing that. I would stand up. I would take responsibility. We just need more, more in the service, more U.S. military members to actually stand up and demand accountability. You, you can't just sit back yeah, I, and be like, "Oh, they they make more money than I do. They have a higher rank." Yeah. No, everyone everyone's a safety. No, I I, so again, I know I, careerists. I apologize. I apologize for my profanity. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I know careerists, and many of them are great people, but. I mean, the United States has not lost a war in a long time. And I think a lot of the careerists mm -hmm. believe that it was not possible, that no matter what, we were going to be okay. And listen, the Pentagon, when you're in the, the military, your job is the preservation of the Republic. And that's your core mission. There's other jobs you do, but it's yeah. the preservation of the Republic. And it's gotten so far away from that that they have other missions now. I mean, it's almost like the Pentagon thinks that it's USAID. It, it's it's insanity. And when you get that far away from the mission and you have careerists who don't believe that is their core function, you get things like this. You get things like this where yeah. you have military leaders saying that the military part of the evacuation is over. We've left Americans behind and now we're going to negotiate with the terrorists for their release. I mean, that, that's actually what the Pentagon is saying. The, the Pentagon is like cheering that they left people behind. It's unfathomable. Countless generations yeah. of soldiers are rolling around in their graves, just over one person being left alive, le left behind, let alone hundreds, thousands. Now, heads have to roll. Heads have to roll. I'll give you one last uh, thought before we get to our next caller, Patrick. I mean, I know, I know my buddy Walker. If if he was still alive today and he saw what was going on, he he would be completely disgusted. He'd be completely ashamed. Uh, just everything that's going on right now. And I, er, I've urged veterans to, you know, stay strong. You know, our, our brothers didn't die in vain, but we needed to cast, we need to demand accountability for this type of stuff. You know, other, if, if we can't do that, then what did our friends die for? I mean, they, they died for something. So let's not, their mem let's not let their memory go to waste. I, I, I love all my veterans out there. I don't care what you did, but we need to we need to we need to, we need to demand accountability at the very least well well thank you patrick so much for the call really do appreciate it no, thank you for bringing next, me on no problem next on the line going to give producer a couple of seconds to switch over the call um we have jade jade wants to weigh in on biden too jade welcome to the show Uh, One sec, getting around. Yep, uh, just two seconds. Need a couple more seconds. That's fine. All is good. All is good. All is good. You know, I, I've I've heard from so many veterans who are saying the same thing as Patrick. 
Jade should be here with us now. All right, we have her now. Jade, welcome to the show. Hey there. Hey there. It's JJ, Max. How are you doing? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. For, all things considered. Thank you for, for the, yeah, thank you for the last caller and, and yourself for, you know, helping me vent some of my rage. Um, well, I've the been, same rule applies to you. I, I usually have oh, Same God. rule applies to you. Mr. <laughs> Produ- Mr. It, Producer it, is willing to work overtime. Yeah. Let it all out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, I usually have notes in front of me just because there's so much on my mind. But I want the, the main thing that I really want to ask is how much longer are we as the citizens, as the leadership, as the American people, how much longer are we expected to participate in this charade pretending that this idiot that, that is, has been installed in the presidential like, position that this guy has a, an ounce of sanity within his head. We're all going along with this, and we're all expecting and awaiting for our leadership to stand up and say, please, we must invoke the 25th Amendment now to stop this man from doing any more damage. I mean, this was like a, over a week ago. I was expecting them to, to call an, some sort of an emergency meeting to to basically put a vote to this because – this man should not be in charge of anything. I would not trust him to park my car. And everyone knows it. And when, every time these, like, these tepid talking heads that used to be conservative on F News, Fox News, and, they're, and they're, they're asking these questions that are so insulting, like, is something wrong with him? Do you think he's all right? It's like, hell no, he's not all right. And <laughs> why on earth? These people that are propping him up, that are allowing him to make these decisions that are costing our people's lives, our soldiers' lives, all of us. I mean, every single thing that these idiots have done since they were put into office or since they installed themselves into places that we did not vote them into, and every single thing they've done has been anti-American. It has been against us, every single thing, every single thing from stopping from stopping the Keystone Pipeline, from opening up our borders, from turning all of their attention to everyone but the American citizens, to, to, to destroying our economy for these like draconian lockdowns that are going through all the blue states, blue districts, et cetera, et cetera, that are just trying to destroy the rest of our small business owners. They're trying to bring us to our knees. They're trying to humble us um, around the world. It's like the any anyone with the, the, the slightest ounce of common sense would know that you don't take your military out first. I mean, my God, it's like they're the first ones in and the last ones out. That's just the, the rule. I mean, that's, that's just the case with any kind of a leadership position. They were the ones, the, the military was the one that created the, the, the possibility for everyone else to even be there, for them to exist there, for them to operate there, of course. I mean, that, that, that's a precondition. It's like you don't you don't pull out your safety, right? You know, right out first, yeah. and then leave the people behind, and then have this idiot come go up there and say, "Well, ninety percent." It's like, "Well, two out of three ain't bad." It's like, "Are you kidding me?" We don't do this, but they're trying. They're trying to destroy our allies. They're trying to destroy the faith that people have in the United States. They're trying to destroy it for decades to come. So whoever's in office. They're going to, we're going to find ourselves in these compromising positions, and who's going to be there? Who's going to trust us? Because it's not because of the American people. It's not because of us. It's because these, these 
idiot leadership. They're do and, and what you said as, as far as it being intentional, I absolutely believe it's intentional. They have been spending more time trying to destroy their fellow citizens and trying to ramp up this phony staged January 6th issue, which we all know was staged. Anyone that has been part of the conservative movement and especially the MAGA movement, there's no anger there in spite of what they've done. It's a very joyful group. No one has those kind of sentiments that were displayed at the Capitol, what they kept showing with them doing that staged act that we now know where a lot of the, well, a lot of FBI agents that were also, you know, infiltrating in there along with the Antifa mm-hmm. people, because that, that was not the behavior that had anything to do with the people on the other side that were there to stand in, in, in protest as we are entitled to do. But now they're able to get through all these antics and we are not allowed to go up to the Capitol and to let our protest be known, our peaceful protest. And they keep trying yeah. to redirect it, tr- keep trying to come after the, their fellow citizens, trying to put labels and pigeonhole and, and get all this CRT stuff. And remember what I said about the gender studies, all those gender mm-hmm. studies people, like what are they going to do? Well, what they're doing is they're implanting them into our schools, into our grade schools, where they are teaching what they learned in their gender studies, you know, schools. You know, I mean, it, it's just, it's an outrage. They're so determined also it's, also, it's evident that the CCP is pulling the strings of so many of these uh, social media companies and things like that. You see the wording. When they, when they were telling you, uh, there's an app out there that a friend of mine sent me a screenshot of where they're asking you to talk about all the things about yourself, the most personal things, and to see how you rate as a, as a citizen in your, in your community, in your country. Yeah. So you're supposed to give up all this information. And then, but one of the questions was also, having to do with the reputation of your family and your ancestors. Now, that's directly out of the CCP. That's how they grade. They can't even think yeah, like yeah. we do. And that's, that's, like a te- that's, like a, that's like a telegraph right there of where it's from. And the, it, people that would be stupid enough to, to give into that and, and fill that stuff out is beyond me. Also, also, these vaccine passports, they're clearly a way to get us on that social credit system. Whether you've had the jab or you haven't had the jab, they will want you in that system. And that's what it's all about. There are people like, oh, well, so you're supposed to show a pass, you know, a, a vaccine card. No. What that does is it puts you into the system, and they then have access to everything that you do. They can listen in on your calls. They can revert. I mean, it's just, it, it's outrageous. I'm, I'm so incensed. I want to find out what, what can we do to get these clowns out of that position because we know how they got there. And they're and they're destroying our country. Everything. Yeah. What do we do? Well, I'll tell you. We have to keep I mean, getting, we're doing keeping all, loud. Yeah. I know we're, we keep getting loud because listen, members of Congress knew that we felt this way for a long time. They know we felt this way since January sixth, since since November third. They've known this, right? They've yeah. known this. Yeah, exactly. But the difference is the difference is, and this is why you have to kind of look at the polling because as rigged as the polling is. The polling is now showing the majority of Americans want Joe Biden gone. So the louder we are now, the more effective it will be because the cowards in D.C., some of them are principled, right? Some of them have actual principles, but most of them are only concerned with their own reelection. And they only really care when they see in the polling that they're going to lose if they don't do X, Y, and Z. So now is not the time to get, I mean, it's exhausting, right? Going at 11 out of 10, all this time, it gets exhausting. I get exhausted and, and tired out, right, and burned out. 
But now's the yeah. time to go even harder because now we have the polling behind us. And whether you agree with polls or not, the politicians care about the polls. And that's the only thing we care about right now. They care about the polls. They read the polls. And when you get loud, right, you reach out to your congressman, they presume, this is always how it's been, when you reach out to a congressman, whether by phone, email, or one of our fax plots, every time they get one, they assume that there's a thousand more just like them in their district. So when they get a hundred, they get a thousand, they get 10,000, right? They know, oh, crap, yeah. it's over. So now is the time to go as hard as possible. Now it's time to get loud. Be peaceful. Don't hurt anyone. But now is the time to be as loud as possible because they're listening because they're afraid. Well, the, the, the problem is with the contacting our representatives, because as you know, I'm, I'm here on the left coast in the L.A. area. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we were all trying to re call the representatives, emails, et cetera, et cetera. Voicemails were full, but as a default, yeah. they get, there were some, some that left email addresses. I mean, I wrote it exactly like they said it, and it was, they were kicked back as undeliverable. So we weren't even, yeah. and everybody else that tried to call that got through, they were put on hold and no one ever came back to them. This has been the story time after time. So we, it's like, we don't even know how to get through to them. We can snail mail, fax. I mean, I, I don't even know because there, there's, they, they've cut off the ways for us to communicate with directly with them, our local yeah. representative and our senator. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, so, so it's like, well, if I don't hear it, if they can't say anything, I mean, they sh so they're trying to shut us down communication wise everywhere. You know, we already know that the CCP has infiltrated into both Facebook and Twitter because they, they said it. They admitted it like a, over a year ago. It was like a year ago. It was right about the time that Corona came into to play. And, that, and the fear of porn. I mean, excuse me, they continue to push all of this, this COVID nonsense when we, have, when we have therapeutics that work way better and that, de that yeah. destroy all of the stuff that is the downside of these injections without all the crazy you know, the stuff that, that's coming out about the injections that we've all been reading about. I, I mean, it, it's just, but it, the, every, all of it is working together and they've got us working on and fighting on so many different fronts. It's like, we can't let it's, our, it's our guard down for a minute. Yeah. yeah. They're hoping that we, we, they divide us. They divide us on a couple of issues and they stop us from uniting behind one, which you're absolutely right. Joe Biden is mentally incapable. He's always been mentally incapable and dangerously of course he is. inept. But they want us fighting over other things. It, but but how how do we move forward with imposters in the White House, in the Capitol? I mean, Susan Rice, are you kidding? I mean, all of the same people that were involved in all the other calamities, Benghazi, you know, there's and there they are. And it's like, are you and they do not give one iota of a damn about our our lives, our, our servicemen's lives. They, they, like he said, ninety percent. They, they talk in groups. They talk in ratios. Yeah. They don't talk about the American citizens or, or even other people that were out, or our allies and that helped us out there as individuals. They're just like lump numbers. I mean, that's, that's how I, they see them. The fact that they left students over there as young as seven years old, grade school, 24 students from, from California are behind enemy lines right now. And they, what you are they going to fall into the group? Oh well, they just didn't want to come. They, well, anybody that wants to yeah. be evacuated, you know, well, we sent out emails or some. I mean, well, it's they just say it was historic. They said it was is the most historic airlift ever. They saved more people than ever, and it was a huge success. Forget about the grade school oh, kids that now get, now have to live under the Taliban. Forget about that. 
<laughs> Mark Milley says it's a huge and, success, and so also, we're going to go with it. Well, also, you know, they're, oh, the biggest airlift, 122,000 people or whatever. But then we find out, now, I don't, we're, we get so much mixed information that please fact check. But my understanding that is that only well, five they don't even know. or 6,000. They don't even know the numbers. Americans were, were airlifted yeah. out in those, mm -hmm. in those last days. I mean, it's like, so how, who are the people that we just airlifted out of this, this zone? You know, I mean, whoever, it's just, whoever could get on the plane. The, and, and since when is, is Biden calling the shots for the battlefield, the, the idiot that's never even served? And I mean, and the, the disrespect mm -hmm. that he paid to those, those members that should never have died. They never should have died. I mean, I'm just, this is, this is overwhelming. It's, it's just, it's so, it's so chaotic and so crazy and so nonsensical. How do we, I don't know how to, to move forward because it's like, where, which way, which one do we fight? So we're spreading yeah. ourselves out as thin as we can. We've got a lot of very, very committed action groups that are, that are boots on the ground, but everybody's exhausted because we're yeah. being called from here to there to here for all of these different things that are, they're just like, it's like a minefield going off. It I is, mean, which is what, just, but it's it, the only thing I can say is forward. We move forward. We keep we keep saying what we've been saying because, as I said, now they knew that we felt this way the whole time, but now they know that it's actually the majority of the American people feel this way or are disgusted. What, what, no, so what 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 exactly what exactly are we supposed to do in this California recall slash election? Because. I mean, we've, we've heard that they were, I don't know if they got it through, that they, you were able to print out your own ballot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, uh, it, it's just like when we're trying so desperately to create secure elections and they are just, they're just, I mean, they're, they're up to all of their own, old tricks. And it's like, how on earth are we going to change the tide if we can't even get the corruption out of our voting or as best as possible. I mean, there's always going to be something that slips through, but not, not at the level that it has been not even remotely close. Well, I'll, okay. I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. If we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, the latest poll from Rasmussen, if you put up my screen, latest poll from Rasmussen, 57% of, of men, 62% of women, 54% of 18 to 39, 63% of 40 to 64, 61% of 65 plus, 60% of white people, 56% of black people, 61% of other than white, 40% of Democrats, 58% of unaffiliated, and 83% of Republicans combined to mean 60% of all voters want Joe Biden impeached. Higher I would, than it I would ever venture, was during Trump's impeachment. I would venture to guess it's. I would venture to guess it's way above that. And, and because is. you've got your poll riggers, I mean, you know, when they were talking about him getting all this approval, I'm like, who is who? Who are these people that are supposedly approving him? Yeah. And and on what? Uh, I, I mean, what what was, yeah. what one thing has he not completely destroyed? It's like everything they touch, and and also these is the most compromised installment we've ever had i mean it, it, it just a compromise across the board why 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 is no one questioning why he would not why he would allow the north stream to go through why would he yeah. why it hasn't anyone asked why is the date so important 
in, in when when you're leaving all these people behind and abandoning them, the date became the most important thing. It's like, are you kidding? He wanted the photo op. It's, uh, he wanted the photo it, op. It's insanity. It's insanity. It's yeah, completely it really insanity. Is, but I, I'll leave you with this because we we have to we have to go because we we have to. Yeah, I know. Do an ad do an ad read. No, I don't want to cut you off, but I'll leave you with this. A lot of times, it feels like I'm taking crazy pills. I know everyone watching believes the same kind of stuff that that we're putting out here on the show, but it feels like I'm taking crazy pills because it feels like I'm seeing something that's just so obvious and other people are just ignoring it, whether it be willful or blissful ignorance or they see it and they just don't want to think about it. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. The best takeaway I can give you is that everyone else is seeing it, everyone else is living it, and they are realizing what a mistake it was to even let Joe Biden be on the ballot. And what I can leave you with is, is now is the time to fight harder than ever before. But, but thank you so much for the call. I, ho- I hope thank you were able you, to Matt, get some stuff for, off your chest. Every- well, I hope so too. All right. Well, God bless you, okay. Matt. Keep up the good work. God bless. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. calling in. Bye-bye. Got to mention this podcast sponsored by Air Medcare Network. Unlike Joe Biden, when you need to get to a hospital, you need to be evacuated. Air Medicare Network will help you. It won't be overseas. They operate here in the United States, but they operate in most parts of the country, and over 100,000 patients a year are flown to hospitals using AMCN providers. Don't worry about it. This is something that really is a, a rainy day kind of thing. We all hope that we never have to be airlifted, but we don't get to decide when a medical emergency strikes, and we don't get to decide how we have to go to the hospital. You'd be surprised how many people in rural, suburban, and even urban areas have to be airlifted to a hospital um, just for things like traffic. Air Medicare Network makes sure you don't have to worry about the cost for that. You don't have to worry about the 60 grand in some cases it can cost to go from one town to another because with Air Medicare Network, it only starts, it starts at just $85 a year. That covers your entire household. It's less if you're a senior citizen and it works out to be less if you buy three or five years at a time. And as long as you're flown by an AMCN provider, you won't pay one cent should anyone in your household need to be flown to a hospital for medical emergency medical treatment. And as a bonus, when you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then you use promo code daily, you got to do both. They're going to give you up to $50 back free money in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Going to bring Jake on real quick, but I just saw, I want to end this on, on a good news. We don't want anyone left behind. No one should ever be left behind in Afghanistan. But if you're looking for karma, if you're looking for something to be karmic about all of this, Joe Biden also abandoned journalists. Hundreds of American journalists embedded with the military and, and, and over there, they were abandoned too. So I'm not saying that they deserve to be abandoned. Just saying that maybe if they had reported the 2020 election, honestly, this wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't be over there. But I hope they get rescued too. We hope everyone gets rescued, even scumbag journalists. So let's move away from this. Uh, Let's move aside from this and let's bring on Jake because Jake, you had something prepared um, and he's not looking at the camera. Jake, (laughs) oh yeah, the dramatic turn. Oh, I can't hear you. Can't hear you. Uh Uh-oh, we've ruined his dramatic turn and entrance. Max, the rent is due. Do you want to do the turn again? We no. missed it. No. Okay. <laughs> you next can do time. the turn again. No. Okay, next time. Um, the rent is due. Tell me about that. Oh, now he's gone. 
Oh, just turn Where'd it off. Where'd it go? Do you pay rent, Max? <laughs> no, I have a mortgage. But I did for a long if time. If you had to pay rent, would you pay it? Yes, because I'm not well, a That scumbag. makes you a racist. <laughs> Obviously. Producer, Obviously. could you pull up image number one? Image number one that... So, according to the Supreme Court, we had this episode sitting on the back burner for a few days, but uh, the Supreme Court uh, denied the federal request to extend the eviction moratorium, and now it falls to a state-by-state level, and that falls to specifically blue versus red. You know, red states uh, Mm are—you can pull the image down. Red states are probably rushing to file tens of thousands of eviction notices to tenants— and the blue states are going about, well, what you would typically expect from them. Uh, but this is good po- news, right? Um, yeah, you know, if the, you know, ultimately, if the government intends to own all the property, it's fantastic. So, yeah, don't pay your rent. Uh, but, well, no, no, uh, you, you have to pay your rent now. I mean, the Supreme Court, not the blue states. The Supreme right, Court. Right, right. It's, it's, it's good news. But human tendency is you'll avoid things that aren't mandatory. So... There are going to be, it's going to be a a, a talking point for a majority of these blue and even red states, even from the federal level. Uh, We're going to look at tens of millions of people being pushed to the curb. And, you know, you're you're talking about nearly a year and a half of non-payment and all the money that was coming in, you know, whether it was from unemployment or stimulus, was probably spent on, you know, crab legs and new cars driving up the price of new cars. lots of big screen lots of big screen tvs yeah so if you, if you, um, if you look at the numbers lots of tvs were bought last year it, it's like having, doesn't usually that's not usually indicative of economic decline usually when ec- the ac- economy declines you tighten your belt you don't buy the plasma screen not even buy the oled or whatever the new technology is you tighten your belt you don't do the frivolous purposes and you and you live on your ramen and your rice and beans but no we're being told that the economy had crashed. People were in desperate needs, but they're also getting free money is easy cars. money. Producer, yeah. if you could pull up image two, I want to hear the great commentary that uh, the Fuhrer of New York has to bring to the table. So, uh, again, going back to my point that they would use this as a right wing blame game, uh, you know, saying that the conservatives are putting minorities out on the street. M- Mr. Mayor Wil- Wilhelm de Blasio. Uh, says that a group of right-wing extremists, speaking to the uh, Supreme Court justices that uh, shot down this uh, situation, uh, just decided to throw families out of their homes during a global pandemic. This is an attack on working people across our country and city. New York won't stand for this vile, unjust decision. I find that ironic, uh, coming from a guy that put his wife in charge of handling the last government initiative. Uh, it's called Thrive uh, mental health thrive new york city and 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 somehow over a billion dollars went missing uh out Mm -hmm. the back door on on that fund and now he's called are you go ahead are you all that surprised are you all that surprised that the people who advocate seizing the means of production to put the proletariat in power are you all that surprised that they also want to seize the rental properties too i mean it's a natural it's a natural evolution right just give them everything everything free as a true humanitarian, I would say de Blasio should probably open the doors to all of his Park Slope multi-million dollar brownstones that I know he has, many of them in different LLCs, you know. So I, I'd say I'm surprised none of these people are hosting sleepovers at their million dollar brownstones as he claims that, the, you know, the wealthy class are 
uh, suffocating and stifling the opportunity of the the, the lower income uh, groups. Now, I, w I was surprised that he didn't call them white supremacists. I thought that's the line. No, he called the me white that. supremacists when, when he had me arrested. He called yeah. me that. Yeah. So but better yet, um, there's a, a new uh, governor in town. I, I don't know if you saw that uh, uh, the, the governor yeah. of America, Andrew Cuomo, he's gone now. Uh, he's very last yeah. year. And now the governor He didn't do anything Horchel, wrong, but he resigned in shame. Yes. Uh, governor Horchel is, is saying, going now that this is falling into the hands of state-by-state uh, -state decision making, uh, Governor Horchel is saying, I think that's how you say her name, is saying that January mm -hmm. 15th is, should be the new extension date. So, you know, you, 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 you keep stringing this thing out, there's going to be nothing yeah. left. Everything's going to be completely underwater. Um, well, you're big into real estate. You're, you're, you I like was, real estate. I was, and then they shot down that market. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> probably a good time I got out. I'd, I'd go back and, you know, maybe help out with the fire sales. But Yeah. Uh, well, in, in New York City, the commercial property market is shot to shit. No yeah. one's renting entire floors of, of skyscrapers anymore because everyone's working remotely, right? So there's no real market. Obviously, I hope that they fill those those units, but there isn't a market they for won't. people to want to buy buildings in, in New York City anymore with how easy um, online work is. So now the rental market has been shot to shit because <laughs> who, who would, in their right mind, given all the rent control that they already have, who in their right mind would now want to buy rental properties where you can't actually evict the, the deadbeat tenants. So uh, how, how do you even have a real estate market? I mean, all you're going to get are foreigners buying these homes and just sitting on them. I mean, New York real estate used to be exciting and he, they've just destroyed it all in a matter, matter of two years. Well, to give you an idea, at one point, Detroit was, you know, a, a, an industrial mecca of, of, of value mm -hmm. and prosperity and you can buy city blocks for you know, a few tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, Less so, sometimes, a couple bucks. Yeah, you can, you can buy houses for <laughs> 500 bucks. You know, yeah. if you want to go and be a Monopoly man and buy a, a whole block, it's it's probably and still can, under And congratulations, you, own, you owe 50 grand in back taxes. <laughs> yeah, and you have to chase the squatters out. So, you know, if you... If, <laughs> You look at this whole push. I mean, going back to one of the manager, one property groups, I was managing some of their por portfolio. Uh, the the real thing that the real fragile line to this is all the new development. Uh, there was an instance in which in 2018, when the market was kind of peaking, but it was still very strong, there was a building that was a a, a new conversion of an old an old property. It turned into a full service luxury building, and there were se about 70 units in it. And I had the vacancy list coming up for, you know, 45 days out before the tenants left and the unit was empty. And the, the manager of the property was really sweating. He's like, you know, you really got to take care of the six vacancies. So six over 70 is about 10%. Yeah, and because even like, if it's even if it's empty, even if it's, even if it's empty a couple of weeks, it could really hurt their bottom line. This is this is the, this is the statistic that should scare you uh, with six units going vacant on a 70 unit building, and we're talking properties with these mortgages are tens yeah. of millions of dollars, uh, that you're with 6% or six units vacant over 70, you're not making the mortgage. The bread and yeah. butter for all new development was with a commercial overlay. So if you landed a commercial tenant, you'd be able to breathe and, 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 and pay your bills and you'd be in the black. But without that, you were in the red. So, 
given everything that's happened to commercial real estate, all of these new shiny buildings, and it's not New York specific, it's, it's all across the country, yeah, they're everywhere. heads underwater. You know, this building, we ended up getting a commercial tenant, and it was a, a franchise gym, and they were paying tens of thousands of dollars for the, the first floor in the basement. And within two months of the pandemic, you know, they, they had signed a 15-year lease. Sure, within two yeah. months of the pandemic, they they're stopped paying rent. So yeah. now we're talking about 10% vacancy. It's got to be close to 80% of people not paying with, with rules like this being allowed, where tenants don't have to pay rent. But you well, know, we've I, talked about this before. I mean, you see the big banks saying that they're no longer going to allow people to open up new lines of credit. They're preparing for a credit crunch, for a cash crunch. The banks don't want to own a skyscraper. The banks don't want to own your house. The last thing they want to do is start owning skyscrapers. Like they don't actually want to have to foreclose on these buildings because they can't sell them. They don't know what to do with them. Right. Uh, and then they're paying the taxes. And, and their valuations, so, their their valuations are entirely based on rent roll. And if there's no demand yeah. for the rent roll, your valuations overnight can get sliced in half. Uh, so what I'd like to draw that into is if you go back to 2008, everyone, you know, you keep reading. It, it's the ghost of 2008 is, is rearing its head in the media now that, you know, oh, the housing market's strong. You know, it's moving forward and everything statistically is saying otherwise, you know. So, uh, Mr. Producer, if you could pull up image uh, number five, I want to make a comparison as to what the environment was like in 2008 versus now. And so as of now, Max, I'll ask you this. Do you know how many uh, foreclosures took place to crack the market in 08 when Lehman Brothers, AIG, and uh, the entire it, what, derivatives, it, defaults, it, credit default swap it markets failed? It didn't take a ton. It, it didn't took 1.2 million foreclosures. That's actually a lot. That's, but that's, we're that's now facing 15 million, and that's probably yeah, a low-end estimate. And we're not even talking about commercial capital default on, 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 on new development projects of the past well, it's the same. It's the same fundamental problem. Going into 2008, you had Democrats saying that it's every American's right to own a house even if they can't afford it. Right? That was, that was, the, was, it, it was the left. Clinton wanted it. Everyone, everyone on the left wanted it. Here, you have a similar thing, but instead of owning a house, it's every American's right to live in a rental property without, even if they can't afford it. It's the same but, basic fundamental concept. Right. And, and They're just so trying to let people live where they can't afford. The, the same laws of human tendency apply to 2008 as to now. If you, if you take uh, a, a dog and, and leave a bag of dog food out in front of it, it's going to eat the whole thing. And humans are very much like animals. It's, it's one of the things we neglect to acknowledge and you leave uh like 08 specifically what perpetuated 08 you you left on the table free easy money and people financed the hell out of a house and a hummer h2 because they could and as soon as you know market contractions outside of their control change the, those circumstances then they're floundering they're completely they're completely yeah. underwater and the same experiment took place more directly over the past 18 months with allowing people the option to take out PPP loans, you know, as individual contractors or uh, take out, you know, the, the, the stimulus checks, the unemployment with the bonus. So you allowed and, and not pay their rent. So you allowed all of these people to take all of this free money and run around like they're on vacation for 18 months. And when the chickens come home to roost, when the, which is what's happening now with these, you know, 
restrictions being lifted on, on people who are not paying, when they come home to roost, it's going to be a bloodbath because I'd say eight to nine out of 10 of these people didn't put any of that money away. Some of them no, yeah. probably took that money and used it to put a down payment on a house that in the near future they're not going to be able to afford because their jobs won't be there, just like in 08. And the unemployment gets cut off. So that is the whole artificial inflation of the suburban market is, is people were, you know, making, you know, some people are making use of the money they had. Other people, I mean, there, there are articles all over the place of people that are 18 months behind on rent, but they have a brand new $80,000 car sitting in the driveway, which explains the whole used car market going through the roof. Because once again, human tendency, the bankers see human tendency as something to capitalize upon, as they did in 08, and they did it all over again with, uh, you know, low-end housing, 100 to $250,000 houses that went through the roof over the past year and a half. Same thing with used cars. So the whole market is entirely fraudulent and propped up. And uh, Mr. Producer, if you could put up uh, cut number seven, this video gives it a, a good summary of, you know, it, it pale, 2008, the, 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 the precursors to 2008 pale in comparison to the current environment we're in. So uh, you have cut seven? You go for it. Uh, no for those who could face eviction this fall, a moratorium on evictions is set to expire in early October or possibly even sooner. The Biden administration is pushing states, cities, and counties to tap into more federal aid and get it to those who need it. But as John Yang tells us, new data shows those efforts are moving much slower than needed. Um, the Treasury Department said today that in July it distributed $1.7 billion in rental assistance. That brings the total amount to $5.1 billion. But that's only a fraction of the $46.5 billion that Congress has allocated for that purpose. Meanwhile, as the Supreme Court decides whether to strike down a new eviction moratorium, the latest census data show that 8 million households say they are behind on rent and 3.5 million say they're likely to face eviction in the next two months. Rachel Siegel is a Washington Post economic. Scary stuff. I mean, scary stuff. Yeah, I, my heart breaks for anyone who's going to be facing eviction. I, I, I hope that. I hope they can make a deal with their landlord. Right? I, I genuinely hope that they can, or I hope they can find somewhere to live that's more affordable. What I don't have any sympathy for are the people who, for whatever reason, believe that they are entitled to live in someone else's property for free without paying anything. That is tantamount to slavery. It is something that the Democrats claim to be against, but no one has the right to make anyone a slave. If, if you If you look at if you look at the writings of Thomas Paine, it wasn't life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Originally, it was life, liberty, and property were your basic rights afforded to all American colonists. We've lost sight of the property part. And uh, I, I agree with what the Supreme Court says. If you actually, if you actually read into the ruling, they said, well, how <laughs> under this statute, the CDC can do whatever they want as long as they claim it's going to help public health. Obviously, government doesn't work like that. So um, interesting stuff. Jake, where do you, where do you think it goes from here? Do you think more states are going to do um, eviction moratoriums, or do you think they, they, well, do you think they're just going to let it go? You said that you know you hope that the tenants can make make right with the landlords, which nine out of ten won't be able to because they, they lived in delusion land, and then probably nine out of ten landlords won't be able to make right by the bank. So I think you know as fast as 
as as surprised as we were to see the current or the, the, the past developments over the past few weeks take place, I think the, 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 the velocity is just going to increase and, and we're going to see Afghanistan used as, as uh, an unfortunate distraction from things happening here domestically. Kind of, you know, when 08 happened, we were neck deep in, in the Middle East as well. Yeah. And I, I think over the next few weeks to two months, we're going to see a tornado of eviction filings taking place. Uh, and then Washington capitalizing upon that optic in saying that, you know, this is again why government needs to ensure housing for everyone. They're going to destroy the free market property sector. And we're going to see possibly the reignition of riots, but just in a different sense than 2020, where it was, you know, race uh, oriented rioting, uh, division politics. Now it's going to be the same people that were racial in, in their uh, discrimination. It, it's the same class of, you know, capitalistic free market conservatives that want to see minorities out on the streets again. So, you know, you're talking about yeah. the DNC locking everything up, pushing in, in these blue states, locking everything up, shutting down opportunity, baiting millions of people into leisure and uh, tranquility when they should have been preparing accordingly. And now they're going to flip the table on them. And once again, it's going to come back at people on our side of the fence, like you and myself, and they'll just keep the story going until there's nothing left to destroy. Yeah. So that's well, I'll take. tell you, I'll tell you, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I think that the powers that be aren't going to let that switch happen. I don't think they're going to let it switch from racial to um, socioeconomic because they already made the switch back in the Occupy Wall Street days. They, you, could, you could tell from Google searches, from, from uh, headlines in the papers, they went from talking about socioeconomic inequality to talking about racial inequality. That was the powers that be, the big businesses, the big, the big, uh, the, the, the puppet masters, right? Well, they're just going to merge the two narratives yeah. now. And yeah. It's, it's going to be the never-ending story. They know, they know better than to set the people on and eat the rich mentality. They don't want that. So as long as they can make it about white supremacists that are evicting them, I think they're going to take that tact, which is why which is why I think you see Bill de Blasio calling him far-right extremists rather than making it a socioeconomic thing. But excellent analysis, Jake. We appreciate it. We got to run, but we're going to bring you on again to talk more economics because it's, uh, it's interesting. Not enough is, is said about it, that's for sure. But thanks, Jake. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Going to mention again, if you haven't already, if you haven't already, go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Brewster. The Conservative Daily store is live. It is here, Joe's Depot. He wanted it named after him, so we named it Joe's Depot. You click on it, and you find our brand new store. With the new shirts that weren't on our old store, slicker, more fun, more exciting, lots of, lots of different designs, and we're going to be putting up more designs as we go, going to be lots of gear, lots of other stuff, including other products from other companies. We're in talks with with, with companies over things like cigars, um, emergency survival food. We're going to put all different Second Amendment kind of gear, not guns and ammunition. Can't do that. Too many regulations and red tape to jump through there. But other kind of Second Amendment gear, it's going to be up there. So make sure you check out the store. Lots going to be coming down the pike for that in the next couple of weeks. It's very, very exciting. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to the audio version. 
It's super important. It's easy. It'll take you like five seconds. All the links are in the description. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. I would add more, but it's already too long for me to say. Everywhere you find audio podcasts, listen, the sponsors, the donors, they care about the audio downloads. That's what they can prove. That's what's trackable. They don't care about how many people watch this live. So even if you watch this live, please do head over to any of those links in the description and subscribe to the audio version so we can prove those numbers out. And if you have an iPhone or a MacBook or any Apple device, please click the link for the Apple podcast link and give us a good five-star review. Very, very important. We're trying to climb back up in the rankings. We finally broken into that upper level of podcasts again after all the censorship, but we need your help to do it. And a five-star review, if you haven't already, will help get us there. So please do it. Going to have some changes coming up, so I'm not going to tell you what time we're guaranteed to go live in the future, but make sure you, su- you subscribe to the text alerts. That's by texting the word freedom to 89517, and we'll give you an alert when we go live. We're going to start doing a morning show. We're going to start doing an afternoon show, um, kind of after business hour show. Not quite prime time, but close. Um, going to do some changes, but you want to make sure that you subscribe to the text alerts so you get updated when those changes happen. Obviously, we will let you know when the changes are about to go down the pike as well. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Special thanks to Jake and Mr. Producer Josh and everyone helping with the podcast today. That's going to be it. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.